It felt like my soul had been someplace else for a really, really long time. I entered into the eye of the storm of grief that I had been carrying. I, I began to cry. The littlest thing would just send me into an anxiety spiral that, like, it's just one little thing. Why is this little thing ruining my day? Elicinia is a unique psilocybin retreat based in Mexico with a focus on meditation, neuroscience, and brain health. I had zero doubt that this was something that I was going to go through and actually do. That self-compassion sort of had trickled into every little part of my life. I hadn't laughed that hard in so long. The profoundness with which I experienced like reality, the magnitude of the beauty was just completely overwhelming. Andrea, it's so nice to see you again. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you decided to come to Elocinia? Hey, Tanya, it's so good to see you again. Just your smiling face. It's awesome. Well, I guess I have to kind of go back almost 10 years. Actually, about eight years, I had a um, cancer diagnosis, and which so many people out there do. And it kind of, it was, I said to myself, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Just going through the bilateral mastectomy, the, the chemo, the radiation, other surgeries. It was just so difficult. And my kids were at an age where, you know, they were kind of off at school and I was glad they didn't really see a lot of that, but it was just, it was really, really hard. And then a couple of years after that, I went through a divorce and I thought, oh no, wait, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. So, but I think and it, it just, I mean, I just, I remember being during that time, I imagined a, a balloon and a string or rope string and an anvil. And it was, I'm tethered, but I'm anchored and weighted down. And kind of through the whole process of the divorce, it was just a little bit of a knife kind of cutting that rope or that tether. And then finally kind of being free, but then untethered and really kind of, scared and I mean I was left financially not well and scared but totally untethered just kind of all over the place and and didn't really I was scared after 24 years of, and just being kind of oh my gosh I gotta get I've gotta who am I who am I I had great friends and family great support wonderful support so but then I spent the past eight years or the, that time probably going back 10 years just focusing on just being strong and holding it together and working hard, but not finding joy in life. Just, I've got to, I've got to do the work. I've got to do, I've got to get it together, but just fear. And, you know, as they say, depression is looking back in the past and then anxiety is the future. And that's where I was. I was living in those two spaces and I had nothing, you know, in the present. I, I, I kept telling myself mentally, okay, you've got to be in the present. You have to enjoy life. You have to be there. But it's so much easier to say that than feeling that way. So I, my dear childhood friend and I, we had a lot of discussion about, you know, she was going through some stuff and I was going through some stuff. And again, a good friend being there for me and I was there for her. And we started to do some research and, you know, I kind of, I'd read back in 2018, Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. And I had been a big fan of his. I loved The Omnivore's Dilemma and all of his other books. And so I started, I read the book and then of course we all saw the Netflix show and I thought, gosh, 
you know, this could be something. And I had looked into ketamine and oh, that didn't seem right for me. And then even ayahuasca and that just seemed a little bit. But then the psilocybin, my friend and I, we talked about it. And we said, this, this seems like the right place to go. From there, we did a much, bunch more research and we found Elicinia and we thought this could be it. So we, you know, we decided that we were going to do this. I said, when you're in the middle of doing something really difficult or scary, that means you're leveling up. And so I just kept saying, we've got to, we've got to move forward and we've got to do this. So that's, that's kind of my background. And that's why we decided to come to see you all. So I'm curious about your friendship. Did you guys uh, get together and have outings, you know, in the recent past? Or was this like the first time that you guys were booking a room together and doing something like this? Yeah, well, we have been friends since a very young age. And we've just maintained our friendship over the years. You know, we can be together, we can be apart, we can pick up the phone. And it, we live in different states. We see each other maybe once or twice a year just with family visits and stuff. But we just decided that this is something that we were going to do. We're very comfortable with each other. We both, I think we both felt that we we each needed it on some level. So it was kind of perfect timing for the two of us. We both were going through a lot of stuff. That's amazing. So you guys were able to feel extra comfortable because you had each other. And you also knew that there was going to be tremendous benefit for not only yourself, but the other. So it seems like a motivational package. And it was great because even after the fact, we're talking to each other all the time about it and different things will come up and and we'll refer back to different scenarios or situations or things that happened and how it, we're still affected by it. I think we both were very, and from the information that the research that we did with you, we were very aware that it wasn't a one and done. We were very aware that this this is the beginning of something. And so that, I think that was very helpful for us because there is no quick fix. And so we knew that this could be the beginning of a change for us. And so that was a very helpful, very helpful information that we got from watching the podcast and the research that we did. Amazing. So you guys arrived together, you were, you had your buddy. And if we can go back to macrodose day, how are you feeling as the ceremony was beginning as you were about to ingest for the macrodose? We were nervous. I think everybody was nervous that morning when we woke up. We went and did the Qigong, is that, I'm sure pronouncing it incorrectly, but with Emilio and the meditation, and that was very calming. I feel that that was so important. And everyone did such a great job of making us feel comfortable. And it was warm and welcoming. And we felt very, you know, we were able to take that breath. And that morning, I felt very spiritual. We all sat around and we all were up there and you know, Josefina just, you're kind of watching everybody get their their dose and you're anticipating and it was it was quite moving that experience and very calming I felt very calm at the time nervous but in a weird way calm now you said you felt really spiritual do you consider yourself a spiritual person after all you've gone through or I, I grew up fairly strict Catholic environment and over the years you know with everything your life you change and I, I felt that it was spiritual. I felt very connected. And that was one of the reasons why we chose the psilocybin. We felt like it is from the earth. You know, a, a higher power presented it for us to have. 
So, and that was one, another thing that I really didn't want to delve into the, and I had done some, you know, antidepressants in the past with limited success. I've seen some of the things that can happen to people with the SSRIs, and I thought that's not the road I want to go down. And so for me, I felt like this was more of a spiritual because it was of the earth. And again, Josephina, the way it was presented, she just made it feel very, very special in a deep way that was kind of meant for us. And it was it was very nice. So do you recall the first effects that you started to feel and, and where did you move? Well, so my kids always give me a hard time because like whenever we go into a restaurant or something, I'm always the one switching tables. I like that table better. I want to sit over there. So I'll be honest with you. I kind of said right away, I said, well, I'm going to get a good spot. (laughs) Can I back up a little bit about when we first got there and we each individually met with Josephina and she had, she spoke with each of us and. Yeah, please do. I love that, that. One of the things she said to me, and, and I and I wrote it down, and she said, she had me close my eyes, and she said, you're holding something deep down in you over the past several years that you need to let come up and out. I remember her, I had my eyes closed, and I just felt this welling of sadness and, and everything that was coming up. And I just remember opening my eyes, and, and tears were coming down my face, and I looked at her big brown eyes, and she had some tears, and I thought this is where I need to be right now. And so jumping back to them to the macrodose day, I did have a very upset stomach. But then I started thinking, that's what I'm holding in. You know, I started thinking of it as that that's what I need to work on. I need to, you know, but my intention when I sat with it, as I was drinking the tea or the dose, I was really, my intention was allow whatever to happen be open to anything. And I think that that's what was happening. I was trying to let that up and out. And then I did move and I, you had come over to see me and Jessica and Josephina and everyone was very good about checking in on how everyone was doing. And um, then I moved kind of up front a little bit and then I just decided to allow everything to kind of happen. And when I sat up and I had my eyes closed for a while and it was beautiful, then I opened my eyes and I had the beautiful scenery in front of me with the mountains and the trees. And and then I saw bears and lions and, and then all the starlings were flying around in the field and around. And, and it just was a very beautiful experience. So that was what that, that day was like. So that was the whole day was just dropping in to peace after the upset stomach happened and we're just just really enjoying that day. Yes, yes. I wanted to be in nature. I really wanted to be outside in nature and just experience the wind was blowing and everything was just moving and it was it was quite beautiful. I was at peace. I was just kind of sitting there taking it all in. I was aware of people around me and I I kind of would see what they were doing and some people were laughing and some people were crying and others were just kind of in their space as well. So, but then I just thought I I wanted to just kind of take it all in and experience the beauty of the day. And so as that day began to close, how did it wrap up for you? Very gently. I became less nauseous and as the storm started to roll in, I just sat in a, one of the swings and just enjoyed that. And then I watched everyone else kind of come in and 
but it was, I did have an overwhelming sense of fatigue. I was extremely tired and I felt like, well, something is happening. Something is going on. Were you able to eat lunch and dinner that night? Jess had come out with some of the avocado and I couldn't, I said, no, not even close at this time. But then slowly I came back and then I, I was able to eat. Yes, I was. And the food, by the way, was amazing. And then you were, so you were, you were able to eat and then you felt exhausted. And during the evening, were you able to talk with your, your buddy? Were you guys able to integrate a bit or what did that happen later on? That happened later on. We both had very different experiences. We both had pretty good headaches, <laughs> I think, because there was a lot of going on in our heads. And and I'm at the time, like I said, I was just, everything was very visually beautiful. And it took a little bit later for me to process everything. So we really didn't discuss a lot that night. We just we went to bed and we were just trying to, again, process what the day was like. Okay. So the next day, how are you feeling the next day? So the next day, again, tired, still had a little bit of a headache, a little bit tired, optimistic about what the day was going to bring. And did that day, was that your DMT day? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to that because as I, we sat and watched the individuals go up and have their experience, it was, it was short-lived. And each time you saw somebody come back, you thought, well, they're okay. So I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful, isn't it? Good. Well, and of course, it, the setting was beautiful. And you really felt like you had enough downtime, but you had enough things to be doing. And you had enough time to journal, enough time to just sit with yourself. And then kind of the next thing was going to happen. So a lot happened in the, in the four-day period, but you never felt very rushed or it was a very, again, I felt very at peace and relaxed and taken care of. Felt like we were all very taken care of with everybody there. Amazing. And did you have a similar DMT experience where, or did you have anything come up in that experience? Yes. So that experience was very different than the macrodose day. I was very focused on after having a lot of time to think about what my intention was going to be. I did. I said, I just want to find that joy again as a child. So that was kind of my intention. When I went out with Jess and Josephina, I sat there and I just said, just joy, joy, joy. And then when I went down and uh, I laid back, I went deep down. I felt like I was just falling, falling, falling. And then I was very scared. And Josephina squeezed my hand and she said, just breathe, because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And then that just gave me the reassurance. And so I started breathing and I felt better. And then all of a sudden I saw these, well, actually before I fell back down, I, I looked at the bushes in front of me and they, they became orange and red geometrical, beautiful shapes. Then when I fell back, I had that experience again, geometrical orange and yellows and reds. And then they were all geometrical. And then I could see in one of the the shapes was a little girl, but she was geometrically shaped on a bicycle, just kind of spinning around and around. And it just made me happy. It made, gave me that joy that I'm maybe looking back in my childhood. And then as the experience went on, things started to open up a little bit more. And then I, I felt like coming up more and more and more. And then I thought, okay, that was, that was it. And it was, it was very pleasant and very beautiful. 
had set that intention so that it was there. Amazing. Now, did you feel vulnerable afterwards or blown open like after the vacrodose or after that DMT experience? Oh, yes. I felt very much that. Everyone felt like they were, I was, we were all crying a lot. I think, you know, you would start to talk to somebody about something and you were feeling very empathetic towards their story. And when they started to cry or you started to cry, like when you read your, read your poetry, I I just, I thought, okay, good. We're, we're good. We're good. We're just having breakfast. We're okay. And then you read the poetry and everybody just tears were coming down and it hit all of us very close. And I think that when you talk about that being blown open, you are vulnerable and you're just feeling so much more. I think that that was what we felt a lot with everybody in every conversation we were having. I know you enjoyed having your buddy there the whole time, but I'm wondering at what point you guys started to talk and were able to get so much more out of your own experience. Because we've known each other for so long, we know our history, we know our background, we know our families. A lot of what I was experiencing and talking about and what she was experiencing and talking about, I completely understood and I could, we could be there for each other. And it's not like we had to explain, well, this is why I was feeling this way. We knew each other so well that I knew what she was going through and I could understand that. And there was a point where she did have a, a very vulnerable moment and it was actually the mini dose day which was very unusual. I think we both, I personally had more of an experience on the mini dose day than the macro dose day. And I don't know if the macro dose day kind of started to crack things open. And then the mini dose day just really helped me dig deep. But her experience after the mini dose, something really came up for her. And she went off to her room and I was concerned and I followed her and she was having a very difficult time. And that's when I went and I got Josephina and brought her to her and she just kind of climbed up on the bed with her and held her in her arms and helped her get through that because I knew that that's what my friend needed. And it did. It helped her tremendously. It's something that was very deep down that had happened almost you know, 23 years ago. She was able to bring up and let go. My experience on the mini dose day I, again, I thought about what Josephina had said to me on that first day that I was holding something deep down over the several years. I immediately understood what she was talking about. And when we had taken the mini dose and we were laying down and Emilio was doing the breath work with us, very much felt myself go down with inside of me. And I felt like I was in a red dungeon and I knew I was inside of myself. And within this dungeon, I was walking further and further and deeper down And there was a big giant, I don't want to say a wrench, but it was like a giant obstruction there. I felt a little bit of that was what I was holding down there. And so I physically, in my head, was down there moving this obstruction, moving it, trying to push it up. And I felt that nausea or that pain in my stomach kind of rise up a little bit. And I felt this just relief, like, okay, it's beginning to, whatever I'm holding down is beginning to come up. And I felt like any job that you do, if you're gardening or something, if you get something done, you have a sense of satisfaction. And I had a sense of satisfaction that I had moved this a little bit further up and out from where I was holding it deep within. It was a very surreal kind of when I when I came out and I, I felt very much at peace. Like, okay, I'm starting to do the work. The work is happening and I'm getting something done. 
And I felt my friend had the same experience. So again, our macrodose day, very different, but I felt like, I don't know if it was the combination of the, the DMT the day before, and then the mini dose really helped open up what I've been holding down for so many years. And it was the beginning of the work. And I just felt just this peace that, okay, I'm going to be okay. That for me was almost more of an epiphany. Amazing. Did you feel that that work has continued what you started to bring up? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Getting back home, a lot of people were very curious asking me and I'm sharing some, but as you said, you know, you kind of kind of have to digest everything and unpack it. But I feel that anxiety or being on edge that I always felt that I was always on edge and I had that anxiety. That's better. I feel it's a lot better. I feel more myself, more at peace and more comfortable. And I know that I will continue to get better as I continue to, well, not continue, but when I start to do some mini doses myself, I'm hoping that that will clear that wrench that's down here and bring that up and out. Yeah, it is kind of amazing and curious how when we start to do better and we're feeling better, it's like the human brain and body isn't really designed to recognize it. But how you can recognize it is your direction starts to change and your interactions with the world start to change. And I no longer feel this, you know, when those thoughts come in about your past or your or the anxiety about the future, it's so much easier for me to say, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go either in either direction. I mean, someone had said it's like when you when you do the the macrodose or even the DMT, it's like your icons on your computer are all compressed down to a little folder in the corner, and you can choose to go in that folder or not. It helps you give you the strength to say, I don't need to go into that folder. I'm in the present right now, and I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying my children, my friends, my work, and it just it really helps with that mindset. Amazing. Amazing. And so when you came home, were your kids really curious? Yes, because I had at the beginning, I told them what I was doing. And so they were, they were excited for me. And I was kind of texting them when I got there, I'm here, everything's good. And then we just kind of put our phones away to be in the present. They're, they didn't bother me at all. They were talking amongst themselves, you know, how do you think mom's doing it? But then when I got picked up at the airport and came home. They were, tell us all about it. <laughs> so that was fun sharing with them. And, and they're, they're very happy for me that I've been able to kind of move beyond that anxiety or that depression that was kind of stopping me from, you know, having that joy. Oh, beautiful. It's such a story about embracing joy. And I'm so happy for you that you were able to come with a friend because it's like, Having that supportive community is the ongoing work. Yes, we even said that to each other. We said, we're so glad that we went there, that we have each other and the support of each other and the love that we have for each other. And there was another two girls that were younger than we were, you know, and they were there together. They were kind of buddies there. And we we looked at them like, oh my gosh, remember when we were that age and we were you know, our antics when we were in New York or traveling or doing these fun things. And we looked at them and then they shared with us later that they were looking at us saying, oh my gosh, I hope when we're your age, we can do the same thing. Oh, that's so amazing. How sweet. Yeah. You know, when we first got on the 
transport when we were at the airport, you know, everyone was really kind of quiet, looking around at each other. Everybody was very quiet and looking out the window and everything. The scenery kind of changed. You're getting more in the mountains and then it started to rain and you could just feel the tenseness. It was palpable. On the way back, we all felt like we knew each other so well in just a four-day period, just everyone kind of talking and sharing their experiences and everyone's experience, why they were there was very different. And people were there for many different reasons. And I feel like just everyone got something out of it. And even if it was just the connection with other people and the love and the, the, the care that we all felt for each other when we left, you know, hugs and tears when we say goodbye. And it was just a very beautiful thing. Oh, that just sounds gorgeous. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story. Was there anything else that you didn't get to say that you wanted to mention about? I think that just going into this experience with the understanding to be very open and it is not a one and done, it's it's the beginning. It's that to me, I felt very happy that I had that understanding going in. So it just allowed me to open up to experiences and being understanding that I still need to do some work, but that it's going to be okay. It's for people that are looking for something. It's not just, oh, let's go have fun. It's people that are looking and searching for a deeper meaning for themselves. And I felt like I found that. That's so beautiful. And so you found the deeper meaning in in just feeling relieved of that old stuff, emotions or trauma, really. And then kind of embracing that freedom to be able to live in the moment and not in the past and the future, but with more joy. I love the symbolic idea of a little girl riding a bicycle because there's nothing more fun than riding a bike when you're a kid. Well, I, I just took my bike in yesterday to get it tuned up because I haven't ridden it in several years. And I thought maybe that was a sign. Maybe I need to be out and... Just yesterday, I took my bike in to get tuned up. Oh, that's amazing. So happy for you. Well, you enjoy it. And Andrea, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. And I hope that it, it encourages other people that have best friends that are in the similar spots to come together because you guys were just an amazing um, duo to have together. And I feel like, you know, any way that we can integrate more by communicating with people that love us enough to to hear us out, it's just so important. It's such a huge part, huge part of the work. Yes, the timing was perfect for both of us. And it just, we both were so, you know, again, supportive of each other and loving and understanding why each of us was there was so important and allowing each other to have space when we needed it and allowing the hugs and the, the tears and the, and all of that was, it was so important to, to have that person there. We both said we couldn't imagine doing it without each other. And it was just, it was a wonderful experience. Oh, well, thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all the information that you need to learn everything about this retreat on EleusiniaRetreat.com. We are a retreat that offers ongoing integration support, breathwork classes, and cultivation support after you have attended this retreat. It's an amazing experience that's one of its kind. If you're looking for a science-based retreat, something out of the box, something to change your life, something to add to your practice, this is where you really need to start, EleusiniaRetreat.com.